what I'm starting to realize is there's a reason that Matthew McConaughey says selfishness is the ultimate selflessness. Because if you're not giving enough to yourself, you've got nothing left to give. And I feel like I've been giving so much time, more so than anything, to everyone that asks for it or everyone that demands it, that it just leaves me so drained socially and frustrated. And G'day, g'day. Welcome back to another episode of A Lot To Talk About. It is your boy, the captain of the ship, the man in charge, Bradley J. Drybrot. You can call me Brad and here for a solo edition. It's not often I do this and it's actually been probably a couple months um, since the last. Weirdly though, this was actually one of the most popular segments or weekly episodes of the show where, uh, monthly episodes I should say, where every month I would sit down and wrap up the month that was talk about successes, failures, goals, objectives, um, mental frustrations, things that I was working through or um, things I was spending my time on. And a few people were kind of saying they'd be keen to hear that back. And I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about the success of their show. And they said that at a certain point in time, they realized that um, the guests are really important to bring new people in and to share story and to empower the audience with Um, new educational, inspirational and just entertaining content and I love the guest episodes, it's my favourite thing to do to sit down with another person and and share their story and connect between the two of ours and ultimately though the one thing that is the most consistent in any podcast and of course with this one a lot to talk about is me, the host. You know, I'm the guy that's there in every episode, I'm always present, I'm the guy who writes the copy, edits the videos and ultimately Um, With that comes a sense of responsibility that you guys might want to know a little bit more about me and if you don't, you don't have to listen, you don't have to watch, but ultimately if you do, I want to make sure that, you know, we we feel connected. So I thought I'd sit down and talk about, I guess, um, the year that's been thus far because I haven't done any monthly wrap-ups, but not in in too extended of a version, maybe in like a 20-minute episode. So... I guess um, to sort of wrap up quickly the first two months of the year, it's March 13th now, I took some time off over Christmas and New Year's, some some time that I didn't necessarily feel I needed because I love what I do here and, I, you know, storytelling is literally my favourite thing to do. So the opportunity to sit behind a mic every week is just an absolute blessing to me. But time I probably knew I'd need in the long run, um, just the ability to switch off, not have anything in my calendar and literally just live every day for every day and um, that was a really good time. I enjoyed three weeks of that and we had great weather over the Chrissy New Year period so really did make the most of it but ultimately once it was time to get back to work I was ready to go and as I'm sure you've all been seeing and hearing there's been you know pretty much every week bar one um, we've had a new guest episode drop on a Monday and Um, I've had some amazing guests that I've been connecting with and some great ones that are booked for these coming weeks. And that's been a real blessing. And, you know, we've got the the sports show, Blokes and the Balls, which comes out once a week. And I guess a turning of the tides with some sports finishing and some beginning again, like the NRL, over the course of the last few weeks. And, um, you know, I'm really enjoying sitting down with Jed and as often as possible, Duffman, to to really cover all things sports and, and do that once a week too. But... I feel like there's a, there's a place um, for what I'm about to do here today because 
there's been a lot that's happened in between um just connecting with guests and recording podcasts and that's kind of life as i know it right now life in 2022 and um i guess a big part of what i'm going to talk about today are, are thoughts and feelings that become really present and um that i've been writing down um thinking about and kind of working through over the course of the last week or two and um, the opportunity to do that presented in a, a solo trip to Port Douglas. I went away for eight days, which was amazing. I had a really good time. And some of you may be wondering why solo. Well, it was one of my goals. One of my big goals for the year was to go on a solo adventure. And um, I guess adventure in adverted commas, because there were some adventures um, undertaken in our snorkel today on the reef. Spent some time in the Daintree Rainforest on the Daintree River looking for crocs and um, at Mossman Gorge and the Aboriginal smoke ceremonies and done some really interesting and fun stuff. It was a really good time. But ultimately, a lot of what the week was about, or at least six days of it, were about um, reading, thinking, writing, working through the mental frustrations that seemed to be present for me at this point in time. And ultimately, it was a little bit of mental frustration going into the trip that I felt was starting to become more and more present. And it led me to to know that I needed a few things like some time away by myself to to really think without the distraction of others around me, which is, you know, quite a rarity for me um, in life. I'm always surrounded by great mates and family and good people and um, there's always a lot happening, I feel like, socially. And so the opportunity to go away where it was just me on my schedule and me and my thoughts was actually really welcomed. And... Ultimately, over the course of the week, writing a lot, and you know, this is my journal that's sitting right in front of me. If you're watching this, you'll be able to see it. If you're listening, um, as the anchor man would say, I like to read, um, and in this case, write in leather-bound books. And um, I've got this little leather-bound journal that I bought at the start of the year, and I've literally just been um, in no structured way whatsoever, um, just really sporadically on most days writing in this book and writing where my head's at and you know what my thoughts feelings and ideas are and excuse me the consistent theme over the course of the week was to try and figure out where the frustration uh, mentally is coming from and really I boiled it down to three things the first was um, really the first was I guess a little bit of social fatigue And that social fatigue comes from me being um, probably at times a little bit too much of a social butterfly. And for a lot of people, they go, "Mm, are you though? Because um, you don't really go out all that much and you 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 don't go out clubbing on a Saturday night or a Friday night. And um, I don't think that's being, that's the only definition of social butterfly, right? Like I'm one of those people that really most days I'm in constant connection with Um, mates, friends, family, even strangers over the course of um, or over the platforms like social face-to-face coffees, catch-up lunches, meetings, this, that the other and I never really get a whole lot of time to myself and really starting to understand at this point in my life the importance of um, I guess your tight-knit circle and making sure that I have the time I really want to spend with those people but having to become a little stricter on myself with how much time I give to everything outside of that and this can this can sound really rude right and um, 
it's almost a little bit of caution when I say this, but ultimately I give too much time to people who <clears throat> aren't a part of that important circle in my life. And I don't mean that in a way that um, is intended to offend or upset anyone. It's just what I'm starting to realize is there's a reason that Matthew McConaughey says selfishness is the ultimate selflessness. Because if you're not giving enough to yourself, you've got nothing left to give. And I feel like I've been giving so much time, more so than anything, to everyone that asks for it or everyone that demands it, that it just leaves me so drained socially and frustrated. And it means I'm not working on the things I should be working on. Like, I feel like I'm falling short of my goals. I feel like um, physically and mentally I'm just so fatigued all the time because... I'm a bit of a yes man and I'm so agreeable by nature that I want to please and help everyone I can. And it's just not sustainable. It really isn't. And I'm just starting to get a little bit tighter with that. And I don't mean it to offend people. It's just literally out of, you know, I just can't leave myself so empty all the time. And that's kind of how I've been feeling the last couple of months. And it's my own fault, you know. Um, I've just got to learn to say no. I've got to learn to say no to things or maybe to things before I decide whether it's a yes or a no and um, you know you can't be everything to everyone and I feel like because of it sometimes I'm a little bit short with my family or a little bit short with myself where um, ultimately the things that are really important to me and are going to be consistent long term are the things that I'm not um, actually giving time and, and seeing true value in so that was one of the things that I really need to address and um, a lot of that comes professionally too, trying to help people with things all the time and you know I've walked away as you guys know from income to try to make the dream happen and the dream um, kind of happens in four areas for me at the moment with the podcast or storytelling, the book um, which I need to get back to work on and get some conversations with publishers happening again and 42 for CF, my charity event. And also with um, now the opportunity to start speaking at events and sharing my story and doing some uplifting, inspiring stuff as well as emceeing and hosting events. So um, I need to start to really give a lot of my time to that. And if I've got goals, you know, ultimately you can have all the intent in the world, but if you don't back it with action, you know, there's no results. And so if I want results, I've got to start backing it with action. And um, that's one of the things that I definitely needed to work on. One of the other things was, I guess, um, a more physical thing was the, the body's not been really cooperating lately, right? So I've had a lot of little niggling injuries of just recently Achilles tendonitis. My patella tendonitis has been flaring up again. I've been having real issues with my hips and my back and, you know, the constant ebbs and flows of um, cystic fibrosis, lung disease are quite present at the moment. The lungs are actually pretty good they're the one thing that seems to be cooperating relatively well but the body has been really broken down and some of you may have been following just through my social or um, other episodes where I've shared little like one minute pieces here and there in conversation that I've been sort of a month into my 42 for CF marathon prep coming into our third event um, one of the things that was really present was after a really strong start of the year physically my body started to present all these problems and these problems seem to be getting worse, not better. Um, the last four weeks of training should have looked like, you know, 30 to 40 Ks a week. Ultimately, it looked like 30, 22, 17, and then eight. 
so my body was really not handling it well and ultimately I come to the hard decision of you know I'd sort of built this mindset of just survive just suffer and survive get through another marathon don't let anyone down and just get it done and then I realized that I've spent the last two years or the last year and a half of the running you know with the 42 for CF marathons just surviving like surviving through bleeding lungs and injuries just to get to the finish line and to share that inspirational message which means the world to me but unfortunately I just don't want to survive anymore I want to I want to thrive you know and that meant I had to make a hard decision it meant that I've decided I'm not going to run in this year's event um, the event will still go ahead there's 50 amazing runners who are you know pushing their bodies to the limit for cystic fibrosis Australia and in the name of this event and that means the world to me I'll still continue to be the face and promote this event and I'm going to get out there on the bike and support those people on the day but I just can't continue to murder my body for um, for the cause you know I need to ultimately look at this through a lens of longevity and we hope to have this event for 10 plus years and if that's going to be the case it means that there's going to be plenty of opportunities to run marathons and years where I won't want to um, just because physically it's very demanding it's also mentally very draining too and I decided that you know eventually that hard decision was going to come on which year I said I was going to step aside and um, you know come a little bit earlier than expected and ultimately I'm going to spend the next 10 months just really firstly rebuilding and recovering but then secondly just enjoying training just in, like enjoying the gift that physical activity and exercise is and you know and it means so much to me and I couldn't risk ruining my body maybe say I snap an Achilles because I push it too far and then I spend six to twelve months sitting on the lounge feeling sorry for myself and getting unhealthy because I can't exercise so I had to step in and make the hard call early so I've made that and ultimately I know it's the right decision it was a hard one to make but it, it feels right in the garden I'm looking forward to getting the body back on track but also just supporting the amazing runners who are involved in the event um, the other mental frustrations at the moment probably come from the third one that I really come come to a head with was um, sort of looking at everything I'm doing professionally and I touched on those four things just before I guess if one of the frustrations is um, the sustainability of it and of course I made the opportunity to step away from um, consistent income in the real estate industry and I you know stepped away from certain ads on the podcast that I didn't feel like aligned with you guys the audience to really chase a dream and because I was able to sell my property and you know the real estate market had done relatively well I really bought myself like a, a two-year window to chase this without the stress of making money and that means I have to live relatively frugally um, I think that's the word I should have used there but um, I just have to live within my means I can't live above it and same thing this mentality of survive not thrive comes into play right and I'm like well why not do things I can now to make those four avenues sustainable so you know maybe look for the extra or odd MC um, or speaking gig that that pays me and allows me to continue to chase my dreams and afford my lifestyle because whilst I'm not making any money there's money coming out of my account every week you know it costs money to eat food it costs money to rent this this studio space it costs money to survive and live as a human being so ultimately I, I want to become a little bit more sustainable I'm also at the age of 25 now right and I don't compare my age to anyone else's I, I probably did at a time in my life but I've become very comfortable with my choices and my path 
However, I know that personally, um, over the course of the next year or so, I'd, I'd like to have my own place again, whether that be something I rent or purchase. Um, you know, I'd like to have that sustainability of life where I know that I get to do what I love and I get to do it sustainably, that the bills are going to be paid and I don't have to worry about um, whether I can afford to live next week or after um, this little two-year window is up and I'm about half a year into that. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of looking for those opportunities now. I'm probably going to bring one or two sponsors on board the podcast and maybe consume about a minute, a uh, minute and a half of the, the airtime with some ads that I feel like are relatable to you guys and um, I'll appreciate your support through through that and um, you guys putting up with a minute or so of it just because I want to make this my lifestyle and you know I've started to realize that when I set out on this I shared a funny clip on social media this week about um, the the blissful ignorance and I guess the the positive in naivety where I started this podcast just over two years ago now with this thought that like in a year's time I would have been at the top of the charts with Joe Rogan and um, you know just absolutely killing the game you know number one podcaster in the world all that stuff and I think that's because I'm a bit of a dreamer at nature and I'm, I'm so heavily backed by the people in my life that I believe I honestly believe I can achieve anything and reach any height but what I'm starting to realize as I go on is that obviously this is a lot harder than it looks in terms of building an audience and gaining a following but Ultimately, I love this so much. It's less about being, um, you know, the millionaire podcaster or the number one in the world or the best show in this category or whatever it may be. It's ultimately, I love storytelling and I love hopefully uplifting and inspiring others so much that at first, if I can just create some sort of sustainability where I can see myself financially being able to do this for the next, you know, 10, 20, 30 years of my life, um, longer you know I want to do this forever you know if I can see myself and in a sustainable way doing that that's kind of the first goal and then all the extras that come um, they're just cherries on the cake you know it's just the icing on top and so ultimately sustainability where I feel like you know I'm on, I'm on track I'm on the right path so that were kind of my three frustrations and um, I kind of worked out and, and felt a little bit of clarity and understanding that and coming home they're all things I'm trying to action and work on so um, I guess the the other thing I kind of want to talk about is just the opportunities that are presenting themselves and arising and I guess it's come off the back of two years of consistency you know where um, I think we're close to 130 episodes recorded of the podcast at the time of, of filming this and um, that feels really special it's quite a lot and it's pretty much you know what is it it's pretty much like definitely over one a week for the course of two years which is a great feeling and um, that's going to shoot up this year because of the volume that we're putting out and I'm really blessed to be able to do this and because of it you know the more my story connects with new people opportunities present themselves in the form of being a guest on certain shows doing other pieces of collaborative and connected content um, but also starting to speak on stages and to um, share my story not just through the vehicle of podcasting but through other means and um, there's going to be some stuff this year where I'm going to be flying back and forth between Queensland with another organization who focuses a lot on mental health and um, you know I'm, I'm not a mental health um, speaker per se but I guess my topics of um, I guess resilience in the face of adversity with CF and um, just finding purpose and finding meaning in life and living it happy and um, and a life that means something to you, I guess, is relevant to that space still. And 
um, it's just connecting people with a new story and I feel really privileged that the the organisation that's reached out to me and one gentleman in particular who is a lovely fellow, I was actually you know, a listener of the podcast and that's how we connected. Um, but, you know, they deal with a lot of kids or teenagers, late teens, who are, you know, coming into adulthood, like sort of 15 to 18, and really impressionable time of your life. I remember that time in my life. And um, you look to people in their sort of mid-20s who um, are a few, a few years above you but seem to be on a path that maybe inspires or um, connects with you. And ultimately the opportunity to speak to those people is is really exciting i'm really looking forward to that so there are sort of a few other things that are happening and the book's getting to that stage now where next week i'll start working on it again i'll be basically i've I've sort of got the timeline of the book now and it's really going back and reading it making notes um adding and developing story removing what doesn't feel necessary but ultimately my goal for the book is you know like i said i'm a dreamer right so um, I guess it'd be no surprise when I say I've thought about, you know, releasing this book and being sat face to face with Oprah. And Oprah Winfrey asked me this question. This is in my visualization, right? She says, "Brad, are you proud of this book?" And when it be Oprah or you know, someone that asked me that question, whether it be my family, um, someone in the street who's read it and and ask me, are you proud of what you wrote in this book and released? I want the answer to undoubtedly be, yeah, I am. That's me. That's 100% authentic Bradley Dreibra. It's the stories that I was nervous to share. I felt vulnerable sharing. It's the stories that put a smile on my face, brought a tear to my eye. I want this book to be, I want this book to ultimately be the the most authentic and honest journal of my life this last 26 years so that it can connect not only with people who have CF or are facing some sort of health adversity but it can connect with everyone you know everyone's had you know romantic challenges everyone's had um, that time where they felt like they had no meaning or purpose to the existence that they were living and um, you know I've had all those things I've had those challenges I've had unique experiences that maybe some people can't relate to but can relate to qualities within those and I just want to share it all with you and and that means um, getting quite vulnerable and ultimately you know I'm hoping the world reads this book and the world hears it and um, it's not that easy to write a book in the sense that it's very hard to get it out there to a bigger audience but on the chance that the world does I really want this to make a difference and so I'll be going back through that book with a fine tooth comb and really challenging myself to be vulnerable as often as possible and I'm really excited for that process so um, the year ahead looks amazing it looks incredible I'm very excited and open to any opportunity that comes my way and I really feel like this is my year you know and I guess everyone says that all the time but I've been working really hard and ultimately I know who I am who I'm not and what I want out of my life right now so with that clarity um, I, I just feel really excited and Hopefully I get the chance to share plenty of those um, amazing times and the challenges along the way over the course of these solo episodes. I'm looking forward to some of the guests to come in the future weeks. We've got um, one of the most decorated soldiers in UK history, a current SAS Australia instructor, former Royal Protection um, frogman, Mr Dean Stott. Um, His story is incredible, an unbelievable author and speaker too. 
Um, I've got Jeffrey Morgan, who's had an incredible, um, just such an incredible life in the sense that he's faced the adversity of um, a long-term prison sentence, sentence, a life of crime, and has really turned his life around. He's doing so much good in the world and the community right now. And um, businesswoman, Forbes 30 under 30, um, a really sharp business mind, but just a great brain and um, just a great and bubbly human being in general. Jade Spooner, who will be on the show as well in the coming weeks. So I'm really excited for where the show's going at the moment. And, you know, just feel really blessed and privileged to have you guys listening in and connecting and giving so much kind and, and good feedback. So it means the world to me. Thank you so much for being a listener or viewer of A Lot To Talk About. Um, please, if you could like, subscribe, share, um, basically do anything you can to connect with the show. Like it's free to subscribe or follow on all of the platforms. It's free to share it around. That means the world to me. It helps us grow. It also helps me get closer to making this sustainable. So thank you to those of you who already do that. Um, to those of you who are new or maybe haven't already, just take two seconds to hit that button. It means the world to me and is a big help. And really, I guess that's the... Um, general consensus of today's episode that's the the run through from top to bottom and thank you for sitting here and listening to me dribble through it um it's a sunday here so i'm about to go for lunch with some mates i've been for coffee and a very light run and a bit of rehab work on my legs this morning so um it's a privileged day a little bit of rain out there but i'm very lucky that it is not as extreme as it has been in some places in new south wales and queensland and I want to give a shout out to anyone who maybe listens to this um, or is a fan of a lot to talk about from those flood affected areas. Um, we're all with you. We're wishing you all the best and stay strong. Reach out if you need it. Take care, guys. Appreciate your time.